Day 78, God's Love Letter to You, Romans chapter 6, Sin's Power is Broken. Well then, should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of His wonderful grace? Of course not. Since we have died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? Or have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined Him in His death? For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we may also live new lives. Since we have been united with him in his death, we will also be raised to life as he was. We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. For when we die, the Christ... For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. And since we died with Christ, you know we will also live with him. We are sure of this because Christ was raised from the dead, and he will never die again. Death no longer has any power over him. When he died, he died once to break the power of sin. But now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God. So you also should consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Jesus Christ. Do not let sin control the way you live. Do not give in to your sinful desires. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give give yourselves completely to God, for you were dead. But now you have a new life, so use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Sin is no longer your master, for, for you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. Well then... Since God's grace has set us free from the law, does that mean we can go on sinning? Of course not. Don't you realize that you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey? You can be a slave to sin, which leads to death, or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. Thank God. Once you were slaves of sin, but now you wholeheartedly obey this teaching we have given you. Now you are free from your slavery to sin, and you have become slaves to righteous living. Because of the weakness of your human nature, I am using the illustration of slavery to help you understand all this. Previously, you let yourselves be slaves to impurity and lawlessness, which led even deeper, ever deeper into sin. Now you must give yourselves to be slaves to righteous living so that you will become holy. When you were slaves to sin, you were free from the obligation to do right. And what was the result? You are now ashamed of things you used to do, things that end in eternal doom. But now you are free from sin free from the power of sin, and have become slaves of God. Now you do those things that lead to holiness and result in eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Numbers 1. Registration of Israel's Troops A year after Israel's departure from Egypt, the Lord spoke to Moses in the tabernacle in the wilderness of Sinai. On the first day of the second month of that year he said from the whole community of israel record the names of all warriors by their clans and families list all the men 20 years old or older who are able to go to war you and aaron must register the troops and you will be assisted by one family leader from each tribe these are the tribes and the names of the leaders who will assist you reuben elizer son of shadur simeon shamil son of zerashari Judah, Nashan, son of Amenabadad, Issachar, Nathaniel, son of Zwar, Zebulun, Eliab, son of Elon, Ephraim, son of Joseph, 
Elishama, son of Amehud, Manasseh, son of Joseph, Gamaliel, son of Predazar, Benjamin, Abaddon, son of Gideon, Dan, Ahizer, son of Amashadar, Asher, Pajel, son of Akron, Gad, Elisaphath, son of Duel, Naphtali, Ahira, son of Enon. These are the chosen leaders of the community, the leaders of the ancestral tribes, the heads of the clans of Israel. So Moses and Aaron called together these chosen leaders, and they assembled the whole community of Israel on that very day. All the people were registered according to their ancestry by their clans and families. The men of Israel who were 20 years old or older were listed one by one, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. So Moses recorded their names in the wilderness of Sinai. This is the number of men 20 years old or older who were able to go to war, as their names were listed in the records of their clans and families. Reuben, Jacob's oldest son, 46,500. Simeon, 59,300. Gad, 45,650. Judah, 74,600. Issachar, 54,400. Zebulun, 57,400. Ephraim, son of Joseph, 40,500. Manasseh, son of Joseph, 32,200. Benjamin, 35,400. Dan, 62,700. Asher, 41,500. Naphtali, 43,400. These were the men registered by Moses and Aaron and the 12 leaders of Israel, all listed according to their ancestral descent. They were registered by families, all of the men of Israel who were 20 years old or older and able to go to war. The total number was 600,350. But this total did not include the Levites, for the Lord had said to Moses, Do not include the tribe of Levi in the registration. Do not count them with the rest of the Israelites. Put the Levites in charge of the tabernacle of the covenant, along with all its furnishings and equipment. They must carry the tabernacle with all its furnishings as you travel, and they must take care of it and camp around it. Whenever it is time for the tabernacle to move, the Levites will take it down, and when it is time to stop, they will set it up again. But any unauthorized person who goes too near the tabernacle must be put to death. Each tribe of Israel will camp in a designated area with its own family banner. But the Levites will camp around the tabernacle of the covenant to protect the community to protect the community of Israel from the Lord's anger. The Levites are responsible to stay in guard around the tabernacle. So the Israelites did everything just as the Lord had commanded Moses. Numbers 2 the organization of Israel's camp. Then the Lord gave instructions to Moses and Aaron. When the Israelites set up camp, each tribe will be assigned its own area. The tribal divisions will camp beneath their family banners on all four sides of the tabernacle, but at some distance from it, the divisions of Judah, Issachar, and Zebulun are to camp toward the sunrise on the east side of the tabernacle beneath their family banners. These are the names of their tribes, their leaders, and the numbers of their registered troops. Judah, Nashon, son of Amonadab, 74,600. Issachar, Nathaniel, son of Zwar, 54,400. Zebulun, Eliab, son of Elon, 57,400. So the total of all troops on Judah's side of camp is 186,400. These three tribes are to lead the way whenever the Israelites travel to a new campsite. The divisions of Reuben, Simeon, and Gad are to camp on the south side of the tabernacle beneath their family banners. These are the names of the tribes, their leaders, and their numbers of their registered troops. 
Reuben, Eleazar, son of Shadur, 46,500. Simeon, Shelemuel, son of Zerah, son of Shaddai, 59,300. Gad, Eliasaph, son of Dul, 45,650. So the total of all the troops on Reuben's side of the camp is 1,500, is 151,450. These tribes will be second in line whenever the Israelites travel. When the tabernacle carried by the Levites was set out from the middle of the camp, all the tribes are to travel in the same order that they camp, each in position under the appropriate family banner. The divisions the divisions of Ephraim, Manasseh, and Benjamin are to camp on the west side of the tabernacle beneath their family banners. These are the names of the tribes, their leaders, and the numbers of their registered troops. Ephraim, Elishama, son of Amahad, 40,500. Manasseh, Gamaliel, son of Pedazur, 32,200. Benjamin, Abaddon, son of Gideoni, 35,500. So the total of all the troops on Ephraim's side of the camp is 108,100. These three tribes will be third in line whenever the Israelites travel. The divisions of Dan, Asher, and Naphtali are to camp on the north side of the tabernacle beneath their family banners. These are the names of the tribes, their leaders, and their registered, and the number of registered troops. Dan, Ahazer, son of Amashadai, 62,700. Asher, Pejil, son of Akron. 41,500. Naphtali, Ahira, son of Enon, 53,400. So the total of all the troops on Dan's side of the camp is 157,600. These three tribes will be last, marching under their banners whenever the Israelites travel. In summary, the troops of Israel listed by their families totaled 603,550,000. But as the Lord had commanded, the Levites were not included in this registration. So the people of Israel did everything as the Lord had commanded Moses. Each clan and family set up camp and marched under their banners exactly as the Lord had instructed them. Psalm 78 Oh, my people, listen to my instructions. Open your ears to what I am saying, for I will speak to you in parable. I will teach you hidden lessons from the past, stories we have heard and unknown. Stories we have heard and known. Stories our ancestors handed down to us. We will not hide these truths from our children. We will tell the next generation about the glorious deeds of the Lord, about his powers and his mighty wonders. For he issued his laws to Jacob. He gave his instructions to Israel. He commanded our ancestors to teach them their ch- to their children, so the next generation might know them. Even though even the children not yet born, and they in turn will teach their own children. So each generation should set its hope anew on God not forgetting his glorious miracles and obeying his commands. Then they will not be like their ancestors, stubborn, rebellious, and unfaithful, refusing to give their hearts to God. The warriors of Ephraim, though armed with bows, turned their backs and fled on the day of the battle. They did not keep God's covenant and refused to live by his instructions. They forgot what he had done, the great wonders he he had shown them, the miracles he did for their ancestors, on the plain of Zoan in the land of Egypt. For he divided the sea and led them through, making the water stand up like walls. In the daytime he led them by a cloud, and all night by a pillar of fire. He split open the rocks in the wilderness to give them water, as from gushing from a gushing spring. He made streams pour from the rock, making the waters flow down like a river. Yet they kept on singing against him, rebelling against the Most High in the desert. They stubbornly tested God in their hearts, demanding the foods they craved. 
They even spoke against God himself, saying, God can't give us food in the wilderness. Yes, he can strike a rock so water gushes out, but he can't give his people bread and meat. When the Lord heard them, he was furious. The fire of his wrath burned against Jacob. Yes, his anger rose against Israel, for they did not believe or trust him to care for them. But he commanded the skies to open. He opened the doors of heaven. He rained down manna for them to eat. He gave them bread from heaven. They ate the food of angels. God gave them all he, they could hold. He released the east wind in the heavens and guided the south wind by its mighty power. He rained down meat as thick as, thick as dust, birds as plentiful as the sand on the seashore. He caused the birds to fall within their camp and around all their tents. These people ate their fill. He gave them what they craved. But before they satisfied their craving, while the meat was yet in their mouths, the anger of God rose against them, and he killed their strongest men. He struck down the finest of Israel's young men, but in spite of this, the people kept sinning. Despite his wonders, they refused to trust him. So he ended their lives in failure, their years in terror. When God began killing them, they finally sought him. They repented and took God seriously. Then they remembered that God was their rock, that God most high was their redeemer. But all they gave him was lip service. They lied to him with their tongues. Their hearts were not loyal to him. They did not keep his covenant, yet he was merciful and forgave their sins and did not destroy them all. Many times he held back his anger and did not unleash his fury, for he remembered that they were merely mortal, gone like a breath of wind that never returns. Oh, how they often! Oh, how often they rebelled against him in the wilderness and grieved his heart in that dry wasteland. Again and again they tested God's patience and provoked the Holy One of Israel. They did not remember his power and how he rescued them from their enemies. They did not remember his miraculous signs of Egypt, his wonders on the plains of Zoan. For he turned the rivers into blood so no one could drink from the streams. He sent vast swarms of flies to consume them and hordes of frogs to ruin them. He gave their crops to caterpillars. Their harvest was consumed by locusts. He destroyed their grapevines with hail and shattered their sycamore figs with sleep. He abandoned their cattle to the hail, their livestock to bolts of lightning. He loosened them on his fierce anger, all his fury, rage, and hostility. He dispatched them against a band of destroying angels. He turned his anger against them. He did not spare the Egyptians' lives, but ravaged them with plague. He killed the oldest son in each Egyptian family, the flower of youth throughout the land of Egypt. But he led his own people like a flock of sheep, guiding them safely through the wilderness. He kept them safe so they were not afraid, but the sea covered their enemies. He brought to them the border of his holy land. To this land of hills he had won for them. He drove out nations before them. He gave them their inheritance by lot. He settled the tribes of Israel into their homes, but they kept testing and rebelling against God Most High. They did not obey his laws. They turned back and were faithless as their parents. They were as undependable as a crooked bow. They angered God by building shrines to the other gods. They made him jealous with their idols. When God heard them, he was very angry, and he completely rejected Israel. Then he abandoned his dwelling at Shiloh, the tabernacle where he had lived among the people. He allowed the ark of his might to be captured. He surrendered his glory into enemy hands. He gave his people over to be butchered by the sword because he was so angry with his own people, his special possession. Their young men were killed by fire. Their young men died before singing their wedding songs. Their priests were slaughtered and their widows could not mourn deaths. their deaths. 
Then the Lord rose up as though waking from sleep, like a warrior aroused from a drunken stupor. He routed his enemies and sent them to eternal shame, but he rejected Joseph's descendants. He did not choose the tribe of Ephraim. He chose instead the tribe of Judah and Mount Zion, which he loved. There he built his sanctuary as high as the heavens, as solid as enduring the as solid and enduring as the earth. He chose his servant David, calling him from the sheep pens. He took David from tending the ewes and lamb and made him the shepherd of Jacob's descendants, God's own people, Israel. He cared for them with a true heart and led them with skillful hands.